This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and we are back. We took a couple weeks off to take a breather, but we have returned. We've got things to share. And sitting across the virtual table from me is a guy that's still upset because they cut his after credits appearance in Black Panther, John Irons. How you doing, John? I, I, I was there, actually. I was under the water. You couldn't see me. Oh. <laughs> And like, joining, just, just... <laughs> in retrospect, it was a it was a poor casting decision. I should leave <laughs> And joining us once again is friend of the show with host designation zero zero three. Rick, how are you, sir? Wakanda forever. <laughs> and back in seat number four, also known as the guest hot seat, is the host of the World War G podcast, <laughs> Mr. Troy Wood. How's it going, Troy? Pretty good, thanks. And uh, like I said, we're back. We were off. I mean, as it, the way uh, the magic of podcasting goes, it was. It's been two weeks since you guys heard us. It's actually been over a month since we recorded this show because it's been like uh, three months. <laughs> it's, it's been a while because uh, we were so busy doing the uh, after show that several of the shows that you guys have heard in since the beginning of the year were uh, actually recorded in December. You know, so. Uh, yeah. So, we were recording about five or six shows a week back then, weren't we? You, yeah, it felt like it sometimes. <laughs> well, when we record, and and I've got to get the show released the next day, so I'm editing on my lunch break. You know, it, it, it's a hectic couple of days to try and, try and get it out to everybody. But uh, but Discovery's over now, and we're back to uh, Cosmic Potatoes. So, uh, so welcome back, everybody. And we're going to start things out this week with five random facts brought to you by our friends over at Mental Floss. Uh, Did you know that elephants are made entirely out of Rocky Road ice cream? <laughs> is that an amazing fact? No, it is amazing, not. Or an amazing <laughs> made up something. <laughs> you, okay. People like you are the reason PETA exists. <laughs> <laughs> people eating tasty animals. I love that bumper sticker. <laughs> That's true. Uh, fact number one. On Good Friday in 1930, the BBC reported there is no news and instead they played piano music. <laughs> and no one noticed. I've heard that one before. And, but if that were today, they would just report some entertainment story that means nothing for six hours. 
Um, I would love to have a date with Nandu's. Right. Uh, number two, sea, cumber, sea cucumbers eat with their feet. I didn't know sea cucumbers had feet. so <laughs> I didn't know they ate. So there you go with that. You know, I'm I'm actually kind of glad it went that way because almost every sea cucumber related fact I've ever seen involved the word anus at some point. Oh so. god! <laughs> uh, number three, golf golf legend Jack Nicholas earned his nickname the Golden Bear thanks to his size and blonde hair. Conveniently, it was also the name of his high school mascot. You know, every story I've ever heard about. No, never mind. <laughs> 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 it involved it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on the wrong website, sir. Uh, <laughs> now it's asking me if I want to re- see an ad. No, I do not want to see an ad. Okay. Uh, Does anyone ever answer yes to that? <laughs> yeah, really. Skip ad. Yes, I will. <laughs> a newborn giant panda is about the size of a stick of butter. I think I knew that. Who comes up with these analogies? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Q is the only letter of the alphabet that does not appear in any U.S. territory or state name. Okay. Mm. Mm, I've heard that that one, too. Was that five? I think that was five. Let's do one more just in case. (laughs) A group of clowns is sometimes called a giggle. Of course it is. A giggle of clowns. A giggle of clowns would be terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) That should be called Congress. That should be called a murder of clowns. A murder of clowns, <laughs> Not yeah. crows. That should be for clowns. You know, it says sometimes. I think that was like just one guy who yeah. decided to do that. Hey, let's call it a giggle. That's funny. <laughs> we have a voicemail. I'm going First to person it. ever to do it. <laughs> That's such a funny joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh... This actually, I can't even remember. This is from Christopher DeFilippis. It came in a while back, and I don't even remember which episode he's talking about. So I haven't listened to it in a while. So I'm going to play it, and I'll be as surprised as you guys are. But our friend Christopher DeFilippis, he's been on the show several times, and he was on the after show. So let let me play it. Hey guys, this is Chris DeFilippis, and since uh, CRTV podcast is in hiatus, uh, I need to po- podcast vicariously through you, and I just heard your best in show episode, and boy, you guys missed some really good ones, because um, I was thinking, best chase scene had to be the foot chase at the beginning of Casino Royale, which showed you that Daniel Craig is the badass Bond, the Bond that will murder you. And he's got a license to do it. So I really loved it because it kind of got away from the farce of the Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan nonsense that we were living with in the 80s and the 90s and uh, brought Bond back for a new audience. Um, the best hero comes into his own moment, I think, is Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. Not only when he rescues that family at the end of the movie, spoilers, but also... After that, he goes and he picks up his wife and he carries her upstairs. And it's like when he figured out what he needed to do in his own life, he was able to fix his relationship or at least start to seriously try to fix his relationship where he couldn't throughout the movie. And I just thought it was wonderfully poignant and understated, but it made the movie come together. It's why it's one of my favorites. And, of course, Best Possession. 
it's got to be Jack Torrance possessed by the Overlook in The Shining. Come on. And for an honorable mention, we'll say Vincent D'Onofrio as the Edgar suit in <laughs> Men in Black. Okay, I'm out. Thanks, guys. Take care. Great show. Love, love it, love it, love it. All right, yeah. Yeah, hey, Chris, I, try growing we were, up in the 70s and watching Bond then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when we were um, doing that episode, I didn't even think about uh, Casino Royale. That was a pretty cool foot chasing. I think um, I just had car chases on the mind, on my mind when when we did that. <laughs> I wasn't really well, thinking I, about I, foot chases. I will agree with all of his choices except for uh, The Shining. I didn't consider him possessed. I think I he never, went insane. Yeah, I, I never thought that. Thing. I never thought that either. I always thought he went insane. I have a confession. I don't like that movie. <laughs> I may be the only one. The original, Mr. Stephen King. The original. Yeah, I mean, I like Stephen, but Stephen King doesn't like that movie either. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know if it's because of the story. I think it's because I'm not really a huge Kubrick fan. I don't know. I just. Most of the stuff that I saw that he did, I haven't really... 2001 was okay, but it was really weird. And it's one of those movies I've only seen one time. So, I may, I mean, maybe I would go back and watch it again and I'd like it. But No, uh, you won't. Eyes Wide Shut was... <laughs> How old were you when you saw it? In my 20s, you know. I, about, I'm, about the I'm time that we were this, working together. I'm saying this as someone who loves the movie. You, you, If you didn't like it the first time you saw it, you're not going to want to watch it again. It was one of those that there, there's parts of it that I liked. and yeah. I, think it's, it's, I think it's worth revisiting because I didn't like it the first time I saw it. And and a few years later, I watched it again. And, and I because, – because there are parts that are kind of boring. And yeah. Yeah. I'm used – you know, when you're older, you can deal more with the boring parts. And because you see, like, there, it's not actually – like, it's not that nothing's happening. It's just that nothing exciting is happening. Yeah, I, w- I would, I would say, I would say, give it a try, and you'll know. And if you want to turn it off, and you know, you got your answer. I, yeah. I tell you, I, here, here. Uh, let me amend what I said earlier. If you already know the purpose of the opening uh, ape man scene, which is just to introduce you oh. to the concept of the monolith, right? Fast forward to the monkey throwing the bone in the air and it becomes a, a spaceship and from then on it's it's a it's it's a really good science fiction film yeah See, this uh, is until you get to that start. acid trip at the end because <laughs> i was still talking about the shining and apparently you were talking about that. Oh, well, <laughs> you're talking 2001 yeah no well i mean but well, both of them really i'm just the, i the didn't shining like the shining just, either. yeah it just it just I, I never i guess i just never really connected with it now i loved the book now the story of the shining is great. That's one of my favorite Stephen King books. It's just that the way Kubrick worked, uh, it it didn't mesh with with what I had in my mind for what that book should have been. I think I don't know. They did another version of it, a TV miniseries in the '90s. It wasn't good either, but it was more like the book than the uh, than that movie was. Was that with that the guy from Wings? Was yeah, Stephen Weber. Yeah, he Stephen played Jack Torrance in the in the TV version. And Rebecca De Mornay was uh, Wendy, so yeah, uh, I've I've actually never seen The Shining to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I saw it once. I think my brother made me watch it because he was getting into a kick of watching, like he considered to be classic movies. So I watched it with him, and I had heard so much about it, and I was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Well, do you want to just do a confession episode about stuff that I should have seen but never saw? We, we can, uh, the only plan for tonight was just to talk about um, stuff that we've seen recently. So, I mean, we can we can do a little bit of everything. Go ahead. So, so this would be the exact opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe I, that that miniseries was 1997. Damn. Yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, just like a couple years ago. I don't think I've ever seen uh, The Godfather. Oh, Maybe wow. like start to finish. I've seen bits and pieces. I know the story. Um, you know, I know all the classic scenes. I get all the references. But like from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. And see, you, you, you and Troy haven't watched it. Rick doesn't like it. I'm the only one that <laughs> that loves that movie. Well, uh, my wife, my wife loves it. It's like one of her favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it, it it's, made, in, it's in my top ten list, definitely. <laughs> Let me qualify my didn't like it. Um, I hadn't seen it until I guess about nine years ago when another uh, one of the our listeners on Simply Syndicated I had mentioned on on one of the, my shows that I hadn't seen it. And he started giving me a bunch of crap about it. And I said, all right, look, I'll tell you what, because he hadn't watched any Star Trek. And I said, I'll tell you what, you watch, I think it was Wrath of Khan, maybe, uh, and I'll watch The Godfather. And he's like, all right, fine. And I was like, all right. So I, I you know, I you, you pick, you pick Wrath of Khan as the best example uh, of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still I still think out of all of the extant star trek films if i was to ha- tell someone who had never seen star trek before to watch one it would be wrath of khan yeah um i, I agree i was just curious thank okay. um and so i sat down one afternoon and i watched the godfather from start to finish and i can appreciate the craft of the film i understand why people like it i hated every frame of that damn movie <laughs> <laughs> Because it was all just despicable people doing horrible things to each other. I didn't care about a single character. I wanted them all dead in a very horrible way <laughs> at the end of the movie. And so, you know, I got that with a couple of them. It was great yeah. watching whichever one of them got riddled with bullets. Um, that was sunny, yeah. <laughs> I, but I just, I don't, I, I don't, I, I guess I understand why people enjoy gangster stuff because you've, you've got people who are absolutely unconcerned with the consequences of their actions, doing whatever they want, uh, no matter, you know, and not caring who they hurt or, or what happens afterwards. Cause they feel like they're untouchable. Um, but, but it fun. just, it just doesn't <laughs> it didn't mean that, but yeah. Um, you know, my brother many, many years ago, he didn't, uh, didn't make me watch Goodfellas, but I was visiting him and he put it on. And I had the same thing. I was like, these people all suck. Why do you care what happens to them? Uh, I like I like Goodfellas, like you said, more for the craft of it. Like I, didn't, I didn't care about any of the characters. I, I agree. I didn't. I, would, I wanted everybody caught, especially like uh, Ray Liotta. I thought they were all terrible. But visually, it was like a masterpiece. Mm. And I guess, and I guess that was the case with the Godfather. But like I said, I've never seen it start to finish, so I can't appreciate it on that level. And also I have another heresy to confess. I've never been all that impressed with Marlon Brando. So I I don't, I don't see why everybody 
put up with all the crap they had to from him. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> his, his, but... his role in that movie was not very large either. I mean, it's it's not as large as people think it. If you've never seen The Godfather, then you think it's Marlon Brando the whole movie, and it's not. the the The, the title, The Godfather, is actually referring to Al Pacino's character more than it is uh, Marlon Brando's. But Troy, do you like uh, gangster movies? I do. Um, I've seen Goodfellas. Um, I really like that one. Um, I've seen a lot of gangster films. Um, but the reason I haven't seen The Godfather is because I tend to stay away from 70s cinema as a rule. <laughs> Not a bad rule. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the hairstyles. I don't like the clothes. I don't – like you say, it, they tend to be – there's large portions that tend to be very, very boring where not a lot happens. Like I just saw Jaws last year for the first time. So it's – yeah, it's just hard for me to get into those movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, The Godfather – I mean it was filmed in the 70s, but it takes place in the – 40s i think something like well it's the 30s because it was during the depression i think yeah but yeah it's still it still has that 70s stink on it though i just i can't get past it (laughs) so do i i I believe i believe the term is stank 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 yes it's got that stank yeah so you Uh, are unfamiliar with charlton heston's over then i would imagine (laughs) i've i have seen a couple of chuck heston's movies yes but not 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 a whole lot no it's like we did a uh, on on my my show Starbase sixty six one of our earlier episodes we we were uh, doing a retrospective of Richard Matheson's works, and so we we all watched all three versions of his of uh, movies made from his book uh, I Am Legend, uh, one of which is Omega Man, and my God you cannot get much more seventies than that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that I like about gangster movies is just because it's it's one of those things in American cinema that we've we've always it's always been in the well, you know. We we we've always done westerns and we've always done gangster movies and it's one of the types of movies that we we tend to do pretty well. And uh so most of the big ones I like and you know there's some of the, there's a lot of those like straight to Straight to if you go like in the uh, in Netflix, go into the catalog like way back, you're gonna find some really crappy movies. <laughs> that uh, this guy like Joe uh, uh, Joe Pesci when before he was like really Joe Pesci, <laughs> you know, some of those movies are pretty crappy. But yeah, I did enjoy uh, Goodfellas uh, up to a point. There's a point in Goodfellas where it kind of turns into a different movie, <laughs> and. Uh, and I don't like it past that point. But Godfather and Godfather Part Two are two of my favorite movies. Godfather Part Three, not so much, but you can't you can't really not watch it. <laughs> if you watch the other two, you've got to see the end of the end of the story. But anyway, let's talk about something else. Um, I want to talk about what something. else haven't we watched? <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about something real quick as far as the net as far as our network goes. I wanted to talk about some of the changes that we're doing. Uh, You've you've heard us call it a network a few times, and that's because we have a few uh, podcasts on the website. We've got this one, uh, The Prime Direction, Captain Game Show, uh, things like that. Um, but now, 
we are doing something different where we are trying to create a network where uh, small independent podcasts can come together. Not necessarily all of them have me or have John on them, other podcasts. And with that being said, I'm welcoming uh, World War G to the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. And Troy is the host of, one of the hosts of that show. So welcome to the website. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, and you guys have a new host on your show now, right? We do. Uh, Colton, my soon-to-be nephew-in-law, I guess. Is, <laughs> I guess is that a thing? Sure, why not? Sure. Yeah, all right. If it wasn't, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we brought him on a couple months ago um, just to kind of change things up a little bit. And, yeah, it's been going, it's been going good. I've been, I've been listening. I like the I like the the dynamic. Mm-hmm. I so at, as one who has yet to hear your show, uh, what's it? What is it? <laughs> well, uh, the G in World War G stands for geek. So we talk about everything from um, you know movies, comic books, TV shows, video games. Um, we usually start with a list at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, and and just kind of most of the times movie news. Yeah, we do uh, most of the 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 bulk of the show is news, um, geek related news, and we also do like reviews of um, you know movies and TV shows and, and stuff like that. It's it's pretty much the sister show of this podcast, um, and so it it. it it fits pretty well. You should check it out. Worldwarg.podbean.com. Cool. And and by the way, folks, I haven't not listened because I don't want to. I just am like way behind on podcasting in general. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, can't listen to other people's podcasts because he's recording his own twenty four seven. He's always recording no, something. <laughs> no poop. <laughs> uh, we have another show that we're adding that. to the that we're adding to the ranks that some of you may find enjoyable. Uh, Review a mania. Is hosted by Rob and Zach. I met Rob on Reddit uh, a month or so ago. He and we're gonna have uh, them on the show eventually. But um, their their show they go back to the '80s and they're doing a thorough review of each and every WrestleMania that's ever been made. And that's great. Uh, and yeah, and uh, it's really interesting, especially if you were a kid in the '80s. Then you probably watched wrestling. I watched wrestling all the time. I never oh, yes. really watched any of the WrestleManias because. My parents weren't into wrestling, so they weren't going to spend money on it. <laughs> so, so I never really got to watch uh, WrestleMania, but I did watch WWF like every weekend. So, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, you can find all that stuff at uh, CosmicPotato.com. And I've also created a feed that you can subscribe to that has every show on the network on it. So every time that there's a, an episode of this show or an episode of World War G that's released... Uh, you can download it from the individual feeds, or you can just download the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network feed from iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, and the episode will be automatically populated into that too. So, okay, let's talk some news. Uh, I only got, I only have really one entertainment story that I wanted to bring up because it's something that's been going on this week. Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack earlier this week, uh, Sunday that's night. Good. He was doing a stand-up show, which if you've never seen some of his stand-up that he does, it's really great. The the Evening with Kevin Smith stuff he did. Um, that man could tell a story. Yeah, 
Yeah, he can talk. <laughs> Actually, I read one of his books. He wrote a book. Well, he wrote a, He had a blog that he turned into a book. Uh, it was called My Boring Ass Life. That was the name of it. <laughs> and uh, and it was. I mean, it's several years ago. But um, one of the things that he talks about in that is doing the the evening with Kevin Smith stuff. He tries to go as long as he can. He'll do those stand ups for five hours. As long as the as long as the audience will sit there and listen, he'll keep talking. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, but Sunday night he was uh, recording one. He was having one of them filmed. He was actually doing two shows. They were going to film it and, and create a like a Netflix special for it or something. And between the shows, he started to get nauseated and he started sweating and he just wanted to lay down on the floor. And they called an ambulance. And I think they told the crowd that he had uh, food poisoning and that he wasn't going to be able to perform. So. He got to the hospital and they told him that he had a hundred percent blockage in the artery that they, that is nicknamed the Widowmaker. So if he had not gone to the hospital, then we would be talking about how Kevin Smith passed away this weekend. <laughs> um, and it's kind of it's kind of scary, especially for somebody uh, my age because I'm only a few years younger than him, and I have a weight problem myself. He's he lost eighty five pounds in the last year. And still had a massive mm-hmm. heart attack, you know. So that's 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 kind of scary. But um, well, you know, losing weight doesn't necessarily clean out all the gunk you built up in your in your arteries after a lifetime of eating nothing but cheeseburgers and yeah. road food. Yeah, and um, he's home now. He says he's current. He's turning into a vegetarian. Um, luckily, weed is a vegetable, <laughs> 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 right? Because. Because if I could talk to Kevin, I would say weed is not bad for you, but smoking weed is not that great for you. <laughs> he needs to find another way to ingest it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that the well, I don't know. Does is he is he still like smoking like a chimney? Yeah, he said he said in the uh, he did a Facebook Live video um, on Tuesday, I think, and he said in that that he had he had smoked two joints just a few hours before that, you know. So, no, no, uh, I thought he, I thought he had said that uh, he had smoked like before the heart attack, but as of the Facebook Live thing, it had been a couple of days. Yeah, before yeah, that's that's what, that's what I meant. But well, no, but, I, yeah. I meant cigarettes. Oh no, I don't think oh, I don't think he's smoking no. cigarettes anymore. Yeah, I think, I but but he does smoke a lot of weeds, so. <laughs> which is you know unfiltered. You know, it's that's a lot of smoke to pull into your lungs and stuff. So it's. Yeah, maybe maybe switch to some edibles or something like that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the 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 funniest part that I heard, if you watch the the live video that he did, he was talking about the, the ambulance ride and when he first got to the emergency room, and he said that he wasn't even thinking he had a heart attack. He could feel heaviness in his chest and everything, but it wasn't registering heart attack. And then he said he heard somebody in the ambulance say the word heart attack. And he's like, wait, what? Really? Am I having a heart attack? And then he gets to the hospital and they're going to uh, go in and see what's going on in his heart. And they eventually put a stent in. But, you know, when they do that, they have to go in through your groin. Well, Kevin Smith has an issue with people seeing his privates. And he didn't want to take off his underwear. <laughs> and, and uh and or, or the, shave, yeah, shave yeah the, the nurse was like i've, I've got to shave down there we've got to we got to you know put a, a tube in there and he said no man well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh he said so i'm in the hospital literally dying 
and I'm negotiating with the nurse if I could just kind of pull my underwear over and let him shave where he needed to shave and then go back. And then he said when the doctor finally got in there to, to do the procedure, he's like, why has he still got his underwear on? I was like, that's all. <laughs> so, uh, so that was, you that know, was I, funny. I used to listen to the Smodcast uh, until it, it got kind of repetitive. Um, but if you've listened to any of Kevin Smith's stuff, uh, and it doesn't take much, doesn't take a whole lot of listening to find out. He shares way too much about his personal life. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and yep. I, that just baffles me that he that that's where he draws the line. Because, <laughs> I mean, there are stories he tells of stuff he's done uh, that, you know, I couldn't even come close to, to relating. I can't even think of a way to PG-13 it for this podcast but you know the the things he tells you about just standing in front of a room of a thousand people he doesn't know and he's worried about a nurse seeing his willy that's that's right. hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a pretty when he was telling the story you know and he's just two days after a massive heart attack and he's telling the story it was it was pretty funny to to hear him tell it but uh but I'm glad that he's uh that he's okay he says he's feeling a lot better he probably is because he's getting a lot more oxygen to his heart <laughs> and to oh, his yeah. and to his brain you know is, so. is that all they did was it, he didn't get a bypass or anything no just a stint oh. um i don't know maybe, maybe more will happen later i don't know but yeah he's 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 home now so um okay that's that's the weird thing if you know anyone that's ever had a bypass despite the fact that it's major freaking surgery and they have to cut your chest open and everything yeah uh most people feel amazingly better immediately after the surgery because you know you've spent a lifetime blocking your arteries and then they they hoover it all out and suddenly you've got blood flow through your body again and and you know i've heard people say they just they feel great after the surgery despite the fact that their chest hurts like hell yeah yeah my dad my dad had a, a quadruple bypass la- uh, about two years ago and it was the same way he, he did he felt a lot better a week a week later i wouldn't say he felt better the next yeah. day <laughs> he felt yeah, like he'd been hit by a bus pillow? the next day what they gave him a coughing pillow yeah 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 <laughs> and they had him he had to lay with his with his head down for a long for like a whole day or something you know kind of at a angle so that his head was lower than his feet for a long time and and stuff like that and he felt like he was hit by a bus for a few days but that but yeah. after that and he He's going to the gym and stuff now, but I, I had an ex boss who who had a uh, it wasn't a bypass he had to have a, a, a valve replacement and it was open heart surgery and he said that was the worst part of it was was afterwards if he whenever he said sneezing was a whole new experience <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but years later because I worked for him for like three or four years he said that every now and then he could hear the wires that were holding his sternum together just kind of slipping around and clicking together. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah and if we're, we're going into medical stories my uh, oh sorry <laughs> no no i was gonna say my wife uh when my daughter was born my wife had to have a cesarean uh oh, god i thought you were gonna start talking episiotomy and i was gonna no have to no, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh worst word ever <laughs> she caught a um she caught a cold like the next week after she had had a cesarean section and so coughing was was fun <laughs> oh. I mean, she had a giant incision across her midsection but After these messages, we'll be right back. hey 
Hey, we're the Millennial Falcon Podcast, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. We're hosted by Anya Crittenton, Hui Chen Bui, and Willoughby Dobbs. The three of us met in college, bonding over Game of Thrones and Disney. While we've moved past Game of Thrones, we now bond once a week in a podcast that covers everything from superheroes to musicals to summer reading to Pokemon Go. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Falcon Podcast and listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Come for the hot takes, stay for the snark and puns. And the friendship that lasts forever. Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we're the hosts of the World War G podcast. And we know Sean and John do great things, but if you need just that little bit more nerd in your life. A little bit more geek in your week. Then head on over to worldwarg.podbean.com where we talk about everything from movies and television. Comic books and video games. Check us out at worldwarg.podbean.com. Back to you, Sean. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead Okay, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about uh, some of the movies and TV shows that we've been watching recently that we have not had a chance to talk to each other about. And I will let one of you guys go first. Troy, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, if you may or may not know, I work part-time at a movie theater on the weekends. So last or two Fridays ago, I saw three movies in one day, um, <laughs> which I don't recommend, by the way. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, but I saw Den of Thieves, Black Panther, and Phantom Thread that day. Um, Eclectic oh, mix. Three fun <laughs> movies, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's, yeah. what's Den of Thieves? What's, what's that was the... That was the one with uh, Gerard Butler and Fifty Cent. Um, they, uh, it, it's about a, this group of thieves that are going to rob the um, Federal Reserve because it's the only bank that's never been robbed, and they're going to rob it. Um, and Gerard Gerard Butler's a cop on the edge who doesn't play by the rules. And <laughs> it's going to go after him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was goofy. Almost lost a keyboard there. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I assume we're going to talk about probably Black Panther a little. Just yeah, a little, I thought we, would, I thought we was, that, that was the one request I was going to make. Let's save Black Panther for last. Cause I'm yeah. sure we've all seen it and we all want to talk yeah. about it. So. so yeah, Den of Thieves, it's really ridiculous. Um, it, it's one of those movies that a bunch of bros are going to go to, um, you know, I mean, it's the kind of movie where. Robert Butler's character has a weight bench in his office. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
it's uh, um, and you know, on and on World War G when we do reviews, we like to take something from the movie and put that uh, instead of doing five stars, do five or four whatever from the movie. And so I think with that one, I think I did weight benches, and I think I did like I think I was at like one and a half um, weight benches. <laughs> That's not good, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, then I saw Phantom Thread, uh, which is up for a Best Picture nomin- uh, nomination, um, and I fell asleep twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's real real boring. Um, it, it stars uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I guess this is like his last film. Uh, he plays a tailor in 1950s Britain, which is the most interesting Britain. Um, <laughs> yeah, spoilers. It's not. Uh, yeah, I I can barely tell you what that movie was about because I was completely bored. I think I gave it one, uh, f- uh like one. I forgot what I gave it. I think a dress. I think I gave it like one dress. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailer um, for that, and my wife was like, "I want to see that," and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> no." <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, good luck if you do. Good luck staying awake. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, what have you got? Um, I What am I saying? Uh, I finally... Well, no, I think I, I think I talked about... I may have talked about Coco the last time. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It, I, I started to think there was something wrong with me. <laughs> because everyone's like it's the most amazing animated film That's, it's so beautiful oh, oh my god I'm like it's it's a good movie but it, I mean it's it's okay that's the, that's the day of the dead one right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. it was good it was I liked it yeah it was, it was good but I mean it, it I can yeah. think of other animated films that I've seen recently that I thought were more impressive I mean, it, it was it was absolutely visually stunning, and I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't emotional. I'm not saying it wasn't well done, um, but I mean, this may be a case of Pixar just consistently setting the bar so high. You know, it it it, it was good. It was it was a Pixar movie. It was a very good animated movie. Um, so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was okay. Right. I, I would it's give it. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't what, seen it four, yet. Four candy skulls out of five. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that my rating system starting to spread. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I I like your rating system. Uh, I saw. Uh, I on demand. Well, no, it's on HBO. I saw um, the Fate of the Furious. Uh, with, <laughs> they always deliver. Like you, you know, <laughs> you just you yeah. know, go in and turn off your brain. Like it's going to be action that doesn't make sense, but it's going to be pretty colors, and things blew up, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, those those movies are absolutely, utterly watchable and extremely entertaining. Yeah. Stupid, yes, but very entertaining. Yeah, just enough of a plot for them to have a reason to drive. <laughs> a Ferrari on the glacier, <laughs> which they did, by the way. Uh, or maybe it was a Lamborghini. Anyway, uh, oh, what else? Um, 
I've been watching The Magicians, which is in season three now. It, it's it's probably one of my favorite shows at this point. It, it's one of the only shows that I actually make a point to see. Because most things, you know, I'll get around to it. I'll watch it on demand. I'll watch it on the app when I can. And I'll, and I'll probably be a couple of weeks behind um, and then just kind of stream them back to back. But the magicians, I, 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 you know, if I don't see it the next day or the day of, it'll, it'll definitely be before, you know, the week is out. Um, oh, I don't. I think, uh, yeah, I think I wrote that down for our hidden gems episode that I don't think we ever did. <laughs> uh, and Paddington Two. <laughs> it was. It was Fine. <laughs> Again, I you know, I don't I don't know if um, my my heart has gone cold. But <laughs> it was okay. It was cute. Well, yeah. When it and came I, out, I, when it came out, they were talking about how it's breaking records at the box no, office, and stuff. I was yeah, like, I think it came out a week that nothing really else really came out. Well, no, it's not just that. It's, it's that I had a, and it may still have a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Like uh, no critic had anything bad to say, or or no critic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was it was cute. It was cute. It was it was entertaining. Uh, did it redefine the genre? No, it did not. <laughs> it was better than the first Paddington. <laughs> no. Oh, thank Christ! <laughs> it was. Yeah, I didn't like the first one. I didn't. It was. Uh, I didn't like the first one. Um, I like the second one better. Yeah, yeah. In uh, in the theater I work at, it, I think we had it for about a month, and it it came and gone pretty quick. So with all these, you know, going reviews and breaking all these records, I I never saw that. I I don't understand the praise that that movie's getting. I really don't. It, it was okay. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. It was okay. Well, it, is it a British movie? Yeah. And then maybe it's kicking ass. It. But yeah, maybe it's kicking ass over there and they don't care what we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it did well. Like it, again, I'm, I don't, I don't really have any complaints about it, but it, you know, that doesn't make it amazing. Because <laughs> 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 it wasn't bad enough for me to complain about it. And it was better than the first one. John Iron I, I, says, I had no complaints. <laughs> it didn't suck. It, didn't suck. <laughs> it was a film. <laughs> if you bought a ticket, you can watch this movie. <laughs> I have not seen the first one. I've got I've got it on I've had it on my Netflix queue for a long yeah, time. Say it's on yeah, I put I put stuff like that in my Netflix queue thinking, hey, I'll watch this with my daughter and then I and then I forget my daughter's sixteen, she doesn't watch T V with me anymore. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so it just sits in there because you know, when I'm home I'm like, Hey Grace, you wanna watch a movie? Not really. I wanna talk to my boyfriend on you know, on Snapchat or whatever. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Is he See not into Pakistan? That's what you're saying. Do what? <laughs> <Not that. laughs> <laughs> okay you got any more uh, you know what actually I, I just realized there's a lot of like sci-fi stuff that's that um, has come out on streaming there's uh, Electric Dreams 
Um, I think we talked about the latest season of Black Mirror. Um, yeah, I think we just talked about that one that one episode. We didn't the, really the talk USS about the whole season. Callister. Yeah, Callister. There's a, there's a couple of... Um, there's like two or three things on Netflix that I've been meaning to see. Um, and uh, Rick, you were talking about... What is the name of that series? Altered Carbon is freaking Altered amazing. Car- um, and there's, there's something else. that There's a movie that just came out. Mute. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm going to talk about it here in just a few minutes. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a bunch of sci-fi. That's kind of like a sci-fi resurgence. It seems like on a, on streaming channels. I haven't seen a lot of it yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think I think Black Mirror kind of ushered the uh, the dark sci-fi anthology series back into the fold. Yeah, Black. Well, Mirror. the Expanse might have helped on that too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Expanse. I mean, it's, it's definitely good, but I think it's more, it's almost more niche and it's not, it's not anthology. Well, true. It's just, it's a good sci-fi series. Um, we've had a smattering of those like orphan black, I would say, um, they're, they're, they've been cropping up for a few years, but I feel like there's a, a wave is, is, has hit. Is, is dark matter still out there or, I think it has not been renewed. Okay, because I like I watched the first episode of it and it just didn't. It was like, oh, okay, here it's, we are with amnesia again. My favorite it's, plot device. It's <laughs> worth it's worth sticking with it. Um, I mean, I think it's I think there are three seasons on. You know, whatever your app is, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, I think. That's um, but but they didn't end at a. It they were it looked like they were expecting a season four, mm. which is my big sci-fi pet peeve. I'm like, you know, wrap it up. You know they're gonna cancel you. Wrap yeah. it up every season. Wrap it up every season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like the worst sex ed PSA. <laughs> wrap it up every season, every time, every time. <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah, especially if it's on Fox, they're <laughs> they're terrible. Uh, they? Okay, Rick, what have you been watching? Well, since we since we already brought up uh, Altered Carbon, I'll go into it a little more deeply. Um, it's a it, it's a fantastic, very dark, very violent. Uh, not, don't watch it with the kitties up when the kitties are up because there's lots of blood, there's lots of boobs. Um, actually there's lots of nudity in general. Um, <laughs> and they're all, they all, well, almost all of them look really good naked. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's, I'm a, sorry, it, what, what, what was this show called again? I'm going to write this down. <laughs> altered, altered carbon. Oh, okay. It's, it's on Got Netflix. It. The, uh, the, the basic story, and this isn't a spoiler cause it's all over the, the trailers for it is that a technology has been, di- has been discovered. It's an alien, it's alien tech. Uh, has it's in the kind of not it, it's a Blade Runner ish future. Excuse me, sorry. That's in fact that's one of the reasons it took me so long to watch the show was you'd see the trailers. It was like wow, this is a total rip off of Blade Runner, and visually it is. But the story is so compelling that you get over that really quickly. At least I did, because um, I am not a huge fan of Blade Runner, which is one of my other heresies that I, I have to bear. Um, <laughs> 
the, uh, the the conceit is they've discovered this this alien tech that allows people to download their consciousness into what they call a stack, which is a little coaster sized uh, disc that gets inserted at the base of their neck. And essentially, when you die, you can be, quote unquote, re-sleeved into another body. And so essentially, bodies become disposable, especially if you're extremely wealthy. And the story begins with this guy who was a – you're not quite sure what his motivations were, if he was a terrorist or a freedom fighter or a soldier or a private eye or what. But he's revived in a body that looks nothing like what, his, what he was born in. Uh, and then hijinks ensue. And um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was very leery. Because you know it's hitting on a lot of sci-fi tropes, and the the, the visuals are liter- are straight out of Blade Runner. You know, mega city advertisements being holographic advertisements on the side of every skyscraper, flying cars, the whole bit. Um, but the char- the the acting is fantastic. The story is compelling. There are times that it's very very brutal. Um, it's it's a show. How, how many episodes? At ten. It's yeah, it's only ten episodes, um, and it it doesn't do what so many shows do all the time of be really great for eight and a half episodes and then the ending just goes to hell. It it stays consistent all the way through. Um, there are a couple of twists I didn't see coming, uh, which they, is always. Hmm? Do they wrap it up? They do. Okay, they do. They're they're <laughs> they're <laughs> every season. It, well, every season. It's, <laughs> every season. It's based on a book. And I don't know if it's based on a series of books or just a book, but you know, it's it ends in a way that I suppose they could do more series, but if they did, it would. You know, and, That's fine. Let's just yeah, I don't want to yeah. to say any more would be a spoiler, but they they could easily do more ser- more series, but it's not like oh they left the door open. Um, it, it's not that blatant, so right. it, it could. If, if there wasn't another series, you wouldn't feel like, oh, this, I didn't get my fill of this story. They they yeah. finished the they finished the story that's being told. Uh, so I highly recommend it, but just rem- just be aware this is a very adult show. Yeah, it is a ser- there is a series of books. They, I mean, it's not called like the Altered Carbon series, but Altered Carbon, the novel written by Richard Morgan had a sequel called Broken Angels. There is a book after that called Woken Furies. So, hmm. are, you, are, you, are you saying this because, like, from actual knowledge, or did you, or did you look it up? I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched... Well, I'm not, I'm not, I, just, I know that you're, you're a big reader, so I didn't know if you'd actually read it or not. No, no. I, I have uh, watched some of the show. I haven't watched the entire uh, season. <clears throat> I watched maybe the first three episodes of... My binge game here lately has been weak. I have not been able to <laughs> sit and binge more than about three episodes at a time, you know. So I still haven't finished Punisher, you know. <laughs> I've, I've gotten through about episode seven of Punisher, I think. So, so yeah. That's that's about where I am, too. I haven't finished it yet, either. Yeah. I gave up after the first episode. <laughs> well, no, I, I like it. I like it. I'm just... I'm not, just not, not that I thought it was bad. I just... It was just like, okay, he he's not super... He's just a guy with no qualms about killing, and I don't really need to watch that. Had, um, have you not ever seen any of the Punisher movies before that? Nope. Yeah. Well, it's a lot 
it's a lot better than any of those movies, but it's essentially the same <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. He's just a, a dude that shoots people. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, after I watched the first episode, I was like, do I really want to watch fifteen more episodes of this? Because it wasn't bad, and and you know, I enjoyed him in when he was in Daredevil. I just it it pretty much can when they announced they were doing a Punisher series, I was like, he's a great supporting character. I don't know that. I really want to watch him as the main character and, and watching the first episode, it was well done. Everybody did a great job, but I'm like, I just, I, I don't I, need to see this. I've, I've seen the, I've seen the whole thing and it was good. Um, there's not as much killing as I thought there would be, which is a good thing. Um, but there's certainly a lot of, killing. yeah, <laughs> that's his thing. So. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, gets, he has to punish. He gets his skills. Punisher. <laughs> uh, but he's. I, I, I like that he's as brutal as he is. He's. He's not a brute. Like he's still. Yeah. He's, he's smart. He 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 doesn't. He doesn't kill out of like. I don't know because he's because he's crazy. Like he typically the people that he's killing are trying to kill him. All, yeah. In fact, pretty much always. And it, well, and it is a kill or kill, kill or be killed kind of situation. The other uh, thing that got me was I really got tired of watching his family get murdered. Um, you know, yeah. they don't, after the first episode, that doesn't really, you know, okay. see that again. Okay. I mean, like every few episodes, there might be a flashback, but it's not like, it's not a major thing. It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Cause in the first episode, it was like 15 or so, you know, like yeah. every five minutes. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah. Uh, um, there was an issue ahead. of the comic. There was an issue of the Punisher comic where he actually it was an issue of Archie comics that had the Punisher in it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and uh, I just I, I saw that a while back. Uh, it came up on something I was reading online, like like crazy <laughs> comic. Cross- it's like Ready crazy comic crossovers you that you never. Choose. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I keep wondering: Are they gonna are they gonna cross over the Punisher with Riverdale? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> would pay big money to see that that would be great <laughs> what um, else have you been watching Rick? Uh, it, uh, uh, yeah really quickly because I know we're, we're eating up a lot of time and we've got a big movie to talk about um, uh, similar to Paddington 2 I saw Peter Rabbit because I have a oh. 6 year old um, and two thing, two takeaways from it one if you don't have kids you have no need to see this movie um, it's fine it's cute uh, I is, only is fell asleep dick? once. Kind of <laughs> Say what? Is Peter Rabbit a dick? Because it seems like kind of a dick from the trailer. Yes. Well, that you know, that's one of the, that's one interesting thing about this movie is uh, Domin is it Domin Hall? Domin Hall Gleason plays yeah. Mister McGregor's nephew who inherits his farm when McGregor has a heart attack while trying to kill Peter Rabbit. Wow. Uh, sorry for the spoiler, folks, if you're really that concerned about this film. Uh, and was, was he trying to kill Peter Rabbit because he's, Peter's a dick? Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I was trying to figure out, like, how does he deserve it? Kind of, yeah. Actually, um... The whole movie is based is kind of predicated on the fact that McGregor is sort of a dick, but Peter Rabbit is too. And then finally, at the end, they realize they've both been kind of assholes to each other. <laughs> Again, sorry for the spoiler, <laughs> but um, 
you know, there's it's a lot of cute CGI fighting and stuff. But I, I did this did show me something, and that is that Domhnall Gleeson's horrible General Hux has the, <laughs> has got to be mandated from directors and producers because I have now seen him in Harry Potter, in Ex Machina, and in freaking Peter Rabbit, and in all of those he was better than his cartoonish, mustache-twirling, idiot General Hux. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in Star Wars, If the new yeah, Star Wars yeah. movies. If you don't know, folks, if you actually, if you don't know, you're not listening to this show, so never mind. <laughs> right. um, and then really quickly, the, the last thing is uh, I've given myself a, a uh, uh, something of a film-watching project. Uh, the other night... For, I, I don't even remember what it what, what triggered it, but I decided I want to watch all of the movies that are mentioned in the in the song "Science Fiction Double Feature" from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because uh, I was just thinking about the song, because I, I, I Rocky Horror and I go way back. We don't need to get into that right now, but um, it mentions like eleven classic science fiction B movies. Well, some of them are B movies, and I've seen a lot of them, but there's a lot of them I haven't seen. So I watched It Came from Outer Space the other night, which is actually pretty good for a 1953 film. Um, and then I, I've been kind of wanting to to rewatch the 1980 uh, movie Flash Gordon <laughs> for a while now, but it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah, and. Finally, I bit the bullet and bought the damn movie on Amazon for ten bucks, and my wife and I rewatched oh. it the other night. Oh my god, is it terrible? <laughs> that was yours forever. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I thought I didn't really like it when it came out, but I figured maybe I was just being harsh, you know, because I was a bit of an opinionated jerk in my youth. Not because I'm so much more enlightened now, <laughs> but oh, it's awful, and it's well, not like fun bad. It's just bad bad. See, I would say it's fun bad. It, it's, it is... Have you, have you watched it in the last decade? Uh... Maybe. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> sort of, I've, I've watched it recently enough that I... Well, no, it probably hasn't been the last decade. But, I mean, I... I, I it's recent enough that I, I would say I remember like pretty much all the scenes. There, there are some good things in it. I'm not saying it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a terrible movie and everything about it is bad but they commit to that and it's hilarious i'll i'll grant you that they 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 do go all in but i think the the editor was probably a coked out orangutan <laughs> <laughs> um i mean brian blessed in leather panties you, you, you can't go wrong with that. And young Timothy Dalton, he's the reason I grew a mustache, for God's sake. Um, but it's just – it's a movie that is far less than the sum of its parts. <laughs> so, and then finally, my I rented Blade Runner 20-whatever, the new Blade Runner, like a, a month ago. And my wife and I haven't been able to carve out three hours to sit down and watch it yet. It is long. Yeah. It's a good movie, but it is I, long. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I really liked it. I think it's great. Well, yeah, we, we like, want to watch it, but we have a six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you may you have to watch it in episodes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you ex- I guess, and, I'm, and again, just curious, if you didn't like the first one, do you, do you, is it just, do you I, I, okay. 
I didn't dislike the first one. I just don't revere it. Any, I, I think it is one of the most overrated films in history. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through mine real quick so we can get into Black Panther. I've got three. Uh, first of all, I watched uh, I watched Mute. I had no clue what this movie was about when it popped up on uh, Netflix. Uh, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, it's got Alexander Skarsgård and Paul Rudd in it. I did a little Wikipedia search to see if I wanted to give it a watch. Um, it was directed by Duncan Jones, who is the same guy that directed Moon yeah. uh, several years mm. ago. Moon and was a great he was movie. On, uh, he was on the, the Nerdist. Well, I'm sorry, it's not the Nerdist anymore. Uh, ID10T podcast. Um, is that really what they're the calling Nerdist? it? They changed yes. it? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like um, he, the Nerdist is still the Nerdist, but basically uh, gr- the Nerdist has grown to be so huge and Hardwick was like realized he wasn't really participating in much of it. So the, basically it, he was he was more of like an employee of the Nerdist. Um, yeah. And so he wanted to keep doing the podcast, but like the only thing about it was the name still belongs to the, the other company. So they kind of they kind of worked out this deal where he's effectively still doing the Nerdist. He's just not calling it the Nerdist. Oh, okay. So it's 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 ID ten T. So it's, it's the exact same format. The name has changed. The theme music has changed, but everything about it is everything else about it is the same. Okay. <laughs> and yes, the name. That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the name of uh, he has this. Um, well, Nerd um, Geek Music Comedy Festival, <laughs> like this annual festival, and, that, and that's the name of that festival. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, uh, Mute is a spiritual sequel to Moon, and I'm not going to go into what I mean by that, but during the movie, you kind of find out a little bit of what happened after Moon. Um, but other than that, the two movies don't really have anything to do with each other, but they said in an article that I read that when they make a third movie in the trilogy, it will be a sequel to Moon and Mute at the same time. So, um, so anyway, in a nutshell, this movie is about a guy that grew up in like an Amish community or something, and, and he had an accident when he was a kid, and his vocal cords got damaged, so he can't talk. And then, uh, so as, when he grows up, he becomes Alexander Skarsgård. And uh, but he can't talk, and his uh, his girlfriend goes missing, and he goes looking for her. And then Paul Rudd plays this guy who's a, a surgeon for mobsters, and you know he cracks a lot of jokes and stuff like that. And I really like his character because they do a really good job of making it so that you can't really guess if he's a good guy or a bad guy most of the way through the movie. And the stories kind of run parallel to each other because they don't really interact a whole lot. Just a couple of scenes where they interact. And uh, actually, Paul Rudd may carry more of the movie because he can talk, and <laughs> and, and uh, Skarsgård can't. But um, not a lot of mute exposition, right? And one one of the things that I've learned from podcasting is that I'm not always the best critic of films. So there's a lot of times that uh, I really like something and everybody else hates it, or I hate. Yeah, something thanks for making me watch the. Cloverfield paradox. The Cloverfield too. paradox. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was it was two o'clock in the morning when I started watching it. So, <laughs> but uh, but this one I can say I liked this movie and and not just I liked this movie I really liked this movie. It was it was just good and and 
I can't really tell you exactly why. It just entertained me. It was a good movie. And it's kind of long. It's not three hours long. It's like two hours and ten minutes or something like that. But I, I saw a few flaws in it here and there. But other, but it was a good movie. I recommend it. Uh, I also saw a movie called Please Stand By. Um, stars Dakota Fanning and Tony Collette yeah. and Alice Eve. And that, uh, that all- oh yeah, she. she- she plays the Star Trek fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the autistic Star Trek fan. Yeah. She yeah, she has a severe case of Asperger's and she lives in a group home and Tony Collette is kind of like in charge of the group home and she works with her every day to try and get her skills up enough so that she can interact with the world. And but when her her name is Wendy and she loves Star Trek. She's obsessed. She's as obsessed with the characters as anybody you've ever seen. And Paramount Studios is doing a contest to celebrate Star Trek's 50th anniversary and they're inviting people to write a script and send it in and the winner is going to win some large amount of money. It's like a hundred grand or something like that. So she writes this huge epic screenplay that's like 500 pages long and it's all about Spock traveling back and forth through time and he encounters Worf on DS9 and he goes through Pond Far and all this kind of stuff. And she she reads <laughs> excerpts because the movie's not really it's not about Star Trek. It's about her. But uh, she reads excerpts of the of the script throughout the movie, so you kind of get a sense that it's a really big story that she's telling. And she wants nothing more in life than to submit it to this contest. So the plot of the story is that for one reason or another, she doesn't get it mailed in on time, and she realizes that the only way that it's going to make it by the deadline is if she takes it herself. So she runs away from the group home to Hollywood and she goes on a, on a journey meeting all kinds of different kinds of people and, uh, and learns more about the world. And of course her family learns more about her as they're looking for her and all that kind of stuff. But it was a, I thought it was a really wonderful movie. I thought it was great. And it's a good family movie that you, you know, if you have teenagers, uh, little kids probably will be kind of bored by it. But, uh, if you have teenagers, uh, you'll enjoy watching it with them. Um, they don't, I mean, Star Trek is not like behind this movie. So there's no like clips from the show. The only time that you see Star Trek is when she's watching it on TV. They, they show a clip of her watching Star Trek, but you don't, she has, uh, like these dream sequences where she's imagining stuff from her book, but you see Kirk and Spock, but it's not really Kirk and Spock. It's just two people in a space, space outfit with, (laughs) with like helmets (laughs) on and stuff. So, um, so yeah, but but it was it was it was interesting. I really liked it. And um, can I can I tell you a quick story about that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it, it, at at the risk of name dropping, but you know, I don't, how often do I get to name drop? Um, I <laughs> saw the I saw the trailers for this, uh, and I I was leery because you know Star Trek fans aren't very often treated well in movies. Um, uh, what, what's that fanboy fanboys? Uh, you know, yeah. I love that movie, but the Star Trek people, you know, and I understand why there's a whole backstory to that. But, um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I get a message from Susie Plaxon and she says, to, and, and if, folks, if you don't know who she is, look her up. She's wonderful. Um, and she, she messages me on Facebook. Have you seen this movie yet? And I'm like, no, I've been, you know, been a little worried about, it. she goes, Oh my God, it is so wonderful. You need to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, and, it's really you good. Know, Susie is not into science fiction at all. You know, she's been in lots of it, but she doesn't yeah. dig science fiction at all. And so she's like, you know, I don't like sci-fi, but this is a beautiful movie. You got to see it. So uh, I just, again, haven't had the time to watch it. But my wife and I are going to watch it. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a sci-fi movie. It's just like I said, the the the, the Star Trek aspect of it is just it's her coping me- mechanism. Is how she communicates with the world. It's the it's it's what she's obsessed with. So if you talk to her, that's what she's going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So. Um, the last thing that I saw, well, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. The last thing I wanted to talk about was a movie that I watched called Batman versus Two Face, and this is the sequel to Return of the Cape Crusaders. Oh, is it out? Okay, it is. Yeah, it's out. Uh, it came out in January, I think, or December. But it's you can you can rent it on like Google Play and iTunes and stuff like that. It's uh, the last thing Adam West did before he passed away. It's got Adam West, Burt Ward. William Shatner, Julian Newmar, right. and it's got Julian Newmar and Lee Merriweather. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So if you liked the last one, this is pretty much the same thing. It's very much like uh, the original 1966 series, very tongue in cheek kind of humor, outrageous dialogue, you know, but it's animated. So they're able to show a little more when it comes to explosions and car chases and things like that. It's kind of like they melded the old TV show and the original animated series together. So if they took the original animated series and pulled Batman out of it and put Adam West Batman into it, <laughs> that's kind of what you get here. And uh, they introduced Two-Face because Two-Face was never in the original 66 series. And um, I don't yeah. even know if two, I don't even know if Two-Face existed back then. He may have been, he may have been created later on. I'm not sure. He did. But... It was, it's a pretty grim character. I don't think he, they were doing grim yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Two-Face, Two-Face was created in the forties. Oh, okay. so he's been oh around really? For a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They just didn't want to show a disfigured uh, face on the, <laughs> on a yeah. relatively kid show or whatever, but so she did egghead instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> William Shatner does his voice, and can I say for this cartoonish version of Two-Face, which is over the top, um, Shatner did a great job. Uh, It was fun hearing the two hammiest actors ever playing off of each other, (laughs) but, but, uh, but Shatner did a really great job of making, of kind of making a menacing bad guy voice, you know, and, uh... And I, I recommend that. I mean, it's, it's a good time. It's not a very long movie. I think it's like maybe an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. Uh, it also struck me as I was watching it that they, if they turned this into a TV show, it would be like a perfect kid version of Batman because it's not it's not so goofy that it's unwatchable by adults, but the, the situations are so ridiculous that the, and the violence is so watered down that it would be like a perfect Saturday morning cartoon. So... Which I don't think they'll do that, you know. They would have well, to get somebody else to do the voice, you know. And everything. Adam West, yeah, Adam West yeah. is a little dead now. Yeah, <laughs> just a little, just a little. But I, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. If you if you like the original '66 Batman, this is a good send up. It's just the voices don't match the the characters. I'm, I'll warn you of that. You're seeing characters that appear to be in their 30s. And they sound they sound like they're in their seventies. Yeah, know? that so. that was the hardest part about watching the first one. Is it's like, wow, Adam West sounds so damn old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One quick news thing I just realized we missed that. Uh, just to throw it out there, only because I'm stunned that it's only just now happening. Mark Hamill is finally getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, uh, William Shade. William Shatner was throwing some shade at him on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
All right. Uh, so we saw another movie uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, did anybody see this movie called Black Panther? Never heard of it. <laughs> it's a tiny little like independent film, right? Right. It was good. It was good. Uh, Troy, what did you think of Black Panther? I <clears throat> I liked it. Um, you know, we we talked about it on on my podcast. Um, I put it at my number five best Marvel film um, because. I had to keep reminding myself that this was a superhero movie uh, because it didn't have that feel. It, you know, it didn't have the usual flair and the big fights and the explosions and stuff like that. This was a story about a guy becoming king and the, you know, the the trials and tribulations that come along with that. And it was it was great. I mean, this. As far as like Wakanda goes, you know, they, they fleshed out that whole city, you know, they fleshed out the characters, the people that populated it. It was it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. John, what did you think? Um it was great. Uh it's <laughs> it's it's weird because I've I've um submitted opinions to, <laughs> to like to various other shows and and but I, I've been kind of like reserving a more like a review type deal until like you get on Cosmic Potato and then I realized like I uh, I think I, I think I used up all my good stuff <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just, like I, I realize it's probably not repetitive to anyone listening because they haven't actually heard me talk about it, but it feels repetitive to me. I can't do that. But uh, just in, in summary, um, I, I mean, it's 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 almost cliche at this point, but it is true um, that it is great to see, you know, a screen full of black people in like a huge Hollywood movie and uh, not just black, <laughs> African black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the various, the like various actual tribes and, and traditions are, are, are represented. Um, like there are so many ways this movie could have dropped the ball because fairly or unfairly, you know, it's the black superhero movie. Um, and if it didn't hit it out of the park, oh well, see, we told you. You know, it it had it had all of the pressures of Wonder Woman, but also, <laughs> and, and I know it sounds like I, I I bang on DC a lot, but that's just because they're bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, but so it had all the pressures of Wonder Woman as, as far as. You know this this uh, minority uh, or this underrepresented section segment of the population finally gets their hero movie, but the bar is lower for DC. It just is. You know, if if Wonder Woman was a halfway decent, <laughs> Wonder Woman was a halfway decent, and I, and I liked it very much. I thought it was very good. Um, but the bar is already raised because it's because it's a Marvel film. Um, 
and and it it delivered. You know, was it perfect? I mean, there's maybe three perfect movies in my opinion. Maybe that'll be a show. Like, what what movies are just absolutely perfect? Um, and spoiler, it's none of the Marvel movies, <laughs> <laughs> but they're good. They're good movies. They're entertaining. And if it can be a good superhero film, actually have emotional weight, be smart enough that I don't necessarily see all the twists, be well-written enough that I uh, care about more than one or two of the characters, um, be insightful enough that I can everybody's point of view was valid in one way or another. And, um, you know, like you said, Troy, it's about him being king and understanding like that. Right. Um, and, and that, you know, to truly represent Wakanda. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this has probably already seen the film. So it's not really a spoiler, but y'all know how I do. I just can't do it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I, I I I have seen it twice. I would see it again, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to see it again. Or at least in the theater. I mean I'll definitely, you know, see it again when it's available. I'll probably buy it when it gets when it's available. Um But yeah, I oh um don't take young children. because <laughs> <laughs> um, a friend took his young son and daughter to see it and it was not uh, it was a little too stabby <laughs> yeah. um, and and machine gunny <laughs> yeah uh, so straight up murdery <laughs> yeah a little murdery for a hypothetical seven year old girl yeah uh, so you know Cosmic Potato says, don't bring the kids <laughs> to Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, but everyone else should go. Sean. Well, Rick, I, I, I heard you on uh, Movie News, and you absolutely hated it, right? Yes, despise this movie. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I loved it. I loved this. I, I think... Now, I have to give the caveat that I've never read Black Panther. You know, I'm not... I don't read comics anyway. Uh, I I knew nothing about Black Panther before he showed up in in was it Civil War or yeah, the Winter Civil, Civil, Civil War? Yeah, Civil, Civil War. Um, you know that was my first exposure to Black Panther. So I the only thing I know about this character is what we've seen on the screen. I love this movie so much. Um, now this is going to go a little bit contrary to what you just said, John, only because it happened before the movie, so I didn't know what was what was in store. But as I was going into the movies. Um, in like the third row, as we we walk, our seats were up up higher. There was like this row. There were three little African American girls, uh, maybe maybe seven, maybe eight. I'm not sure. I didn't like stand stand there and gawk at them to try to gauge their ages. But <laughs> good call. You know, they they <laughs> they had the the seats were reclined and they all had a big. They had this big vat of popcorn between them, and it just I was just like, oh my god, that is so awesome. Um. Well, that just was my just, hope as well. It is. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, but I was like, maybe you guys. My reality does not match that, that vision. But, but it was just, you know, there were a lot of kids in in the in the cinema, um, 
you know, we saw it the second weekend. And so we saw it after a week of listening to the news and listening to wonderful stories and seeing fabulous cosplays and stuff. And then hearing some of the most absolutely abysmal, heartbreaking, you people need to be ground underneath the wheels of a garbage truck, slime bag comments and, and things being said out there. Um, and so just, you know, you go in there and it was just like, it was, you know, it wasn't any different from any other movie, except there were a lot of kids there that I don't usually see at the cinema. Um, and, so we went up and, you know, I anytime a movie gets this much hype, I'm expecting it, expecting it to suck hard uh, because I have no faith in the American taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, and, and the downfall of being a podcaster, at least for me, when I go to movies is I've already got two reviews in my head when I walk in to see any movie. I'm already set with the tweet of, oh, my God, this was the worst thing ever. Or, wow, I've just had my life changed by this film. Um, fortunately, this was the, was the latter. Um, I don't know. I mean, right now, it's my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm also still riding on that. I just saw it and I'm still, you know, I'm loving it. I will say, in my opinion, it is the best made Marvel film. Because this was the first and only one where there wasn't a moment where I went, Oh, please. <laughs> the story was tight. It was consistent. It made sense. There was no moment where it was like, how the hell did they get from there to there in that much time? Or well, he couldn't do that before. Why is he doing it now? Um, it, it just all, there was a logical progression and it all made sense. It stayed internally consistent. Um, I loved the women in this movie. Not only was this a great movie, for uh, the the black community, and it was great for women. Uh, I saw an article today that uh, the headline was uh, "Black Panther is more is a more feminist movie than Wonder Woman." And at first, I was like, "Really?" And then I started reading the article, and I was like, "You're you're right," because it showed you know. Whereas in Wonder Woman, you had the island of Themyscira. Where you've got a you know a, an island of women who have who have cut themselves off from everyone, which is not all that different from Wakanda, except that in Black Panther and in Wakanda there is absolute equality between everybody, and the women and the men are equal. You know, despite the fact that there's a patriarchy, um, you know all the and and. In, I understand in the comics the and I can't remember any of these the name the the, the women warriors who I'm in love with all of them. Um, <laughs> uh, in the comics, they're they're also the, the the king. The Black Panther is supposed to choose a wife from them, and they got rid of that in the movies, which is good. Um, but you know, there's absolute equality of the of the sexes in the movie. And I, I was really grooving on that, too, how, you know, his sister is the, the princess, but she's also the smartest person in the whole damn kingdom. And she's making all their tech and stuff. Uh, I just I had a blast with this film. I came out of it. I just couldn't stop grinning, um, you know, and I I am generally one who like I despise royalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter gets into like Disney princesses and I'm like, I'm sitting there in my eyes and going oh please all of this to be a princess you must do this and that and prince and king and 
I almost said a bad word. I don't <laughs> like dealing. I, I don't love, I, you know, I hate the idea of royalty that, that, in, that blood makes you superior and all that crap. But I bought it in this. Uh, it, it had me on board with, you know, yay, King T'Challa, rock on. Um, <laughs> well, and so, he also he had to earn it too. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't exactly. just because it was. You know, I loved the stripping him of his powers so then he has to fight is just a guy. Um, you know, and I love the, 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 the ape king dude when he was, he's totally screwing with Martin Freeman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, there was not a single thing that I had to go, all right, I'll let that go in this movie. I loved the moral ambiguity of how T'Challa was right, but he was also wrong and Killmonger was wrong, but he was also right. Um, it, I, it just, it hit every single note right and i love the movie and i'll, I'll stop now <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine um i i really i really like the movie i i didn't love it as much as some of uh, some people that i've heard um it is one of my favorite as far as the 18 um uh, marvel films that have come out is is that um that last what's the name of that movie that came out last year that was really two episodes of a TV show. The, um, you know what I'm talking about, John? The, the one that they read. What? Yeah. The inhumans. Uh, is that considered to be one of the 18 or is that something? Because no. that's, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's, that's I awful. Hope not. That was awful. <laughs> no, uh, but that's anyway, this one is, uh, definitely in my top, uh, three or four out of that. Uh, I thought that, I thought the first half of the movie was kind of slow, but, there was enough there to really keep me engaged and keep me interested in what was going on. Andy Serkis was awesome. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was awesome. Um, I kept getting this vibe, especially in the first half of the movie, that there was a parallel between this and like a Bond film. Because I, I knew that I was getting that from the scene where he's talking to his sister and she's showing him all the tech, you know, the way that Q used to do with Bond. But there was more of it that was reminding me of a Bond film. And I kept feeling that. And then the scene where he goes to the casino and he walks in and he sees uh, Martin Freeman standing there. And they start talking. And I'm like, okay, so Bond just ran into Felix. <laughs> you know, So just like Bond does in every film. So the, I, I think that they were intentionally doing that they 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 were paralleling kind of a kind of a bond film maybe to give the audience something to um connect to i don't know um but i thought the effects were great i did think that the the green screen kind of showed a little bit in the scenes where they were by the waterfall i think that kind of look you could kind of tell that that was kind of green screened and stuff but but the the bad things that I will say about the movie are not anywhere near what I, the good things I would say about the movie because I, I I love the movie completely. I didn't know anything about Black Panther. I'm not a comic book guy either. I don't really read a lot of comics, and when I did read comics, I didn't really read Marvel. I read DC more, uh, so I, I didn't know what Wakanda was. I didn't know that they were technolo- technologically advanced. I didn't know that they had vibranium, any of that kind of, kind of stuff. But uh, but now I do. And uh, <laughs> and I'm a fan, and uh, Black Panther will be back in uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and I'm looking forward to seeing him again. I was I was pleasantly surprised that there was no 
Avengers trailer. I was kind of dreading it because I've actually been able to avoid, uh, I think, since maybe last year, like last summer was the last Avengers Infinity War trailer that I saw uh, because they've been, you know, after after Thor Ragnarok, I was like, damn it. Clearly, you weren't supposed to know the Hulk was in this. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I recommend not watching the Infinity War trailer because there there are three things that are spoiled in that trailer I, I, that we could have done without seeing. I did see one of them because it, I, I don't even know how, but um, something getting plucked from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which isn't really, I mean, that had to happen. So it's not, you know. Well, they kind of pulled the same thing with uh, that they did with uh, with Hulk and Ragnarok, like you were just talking about, because they show Captain America in the trailer, and I'm like, you know, that could have been a surprise. I know he's going to be in the movie, but they if they hadn't yeah, shown I, him in I, the trailer, I, 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 that didn't bother me. I, I presumed that every person on the Marvel planet <laughs> and and beyond. Uh, and the Marvel Cosmos will show up in this film. Wait, Cap was in Ragnarok? No, he he's going to be in Infinity War. He was in oh. the trailer for Infinity oh, yeah. War. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, I, I and after you. the after the ending of Civil War, I think it would have been better to leave him out of the trailer and try to leave a little bit of a question there. Well, but, but he, no. he he sent him the the funnel like if you ever need me, call and he's you know. Was yeah. there any doubt that Superman was going to show up in uh in Super, uh, Justice League. No, no, it pissed me off that they tried to make it seem like well, I don't know. Is he not going to like no? Yeah, yeah that, so that, was, that there, was annoying. Is there, is there any doubt that Cap's going to be in there? I mean, yes, it's a spoiler, but is it really? I, no. I was having this discussion with one of my students before Black Panther came out um, because we were talking about it. She's like, because she she loves all the Marvel stuff, and we talk about it all the time. And uh, and she's like, "Are you going to see Black Panther?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, oh, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I can't wait to see it, but I'm I'm trying to avoid spoilers." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> do you <laughs> really think there's going to be anything groundbreaking in Black Panther that you should that if you don't know it ahead of time, it's a Marvel movie. They they've got the numbers they hit, and yeah. uh, you know, as much as I love Black Panther, I really don't think you can spoil the plot of that movie. <laughs> but you never know. Like, it's, but yeah, yeah, me, and I'm not me, going to. No, but no, no, I know. Like for me, a spoiler isn't always uh, the I see dead people moment. Yeah. A spoiler is just a spoiler is that little surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's cool. It's it's a little cameo that you know yeah. that you didn't know about. It's 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 um, you know. Oh, it turns out that that person knows that person. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little bit. It doesn't necessarily the plot doesn't hinge on it, but it's you know it's it's. It's every little piece of flavor yeah. in the meal. And and I do agree that the producers who greenlight the trailers are not – they're either not thinking or someone somewhere is – you know, we just dropped $150 million on this movie and we better damn well make sure people know that Captain America is going to be in it. Otherwise, we're not going to make our money back. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, yes, trailers are getting – you know, way out of hand as far as, as spoiling stuff. Um, but I think some movies are a little less, are a little more spoiler proof than others. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's because it's, I mean, ostensibly it's the same company that does the star Wars trailers and they, they don't reveal anything. 
Not really. Yeah, but Kathleen Kennedy keeps a real tight rein on the Star Wars stuff, too. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. <laughs> I right. do have... Well, Go ahead. Let me just, uh, you said you didn't have an oh, please moment. I don't know if I would call it an oh, please moment. But I didn't... <laughs> All right, so... After the casino, uh, they're in pursuit. Mm-hmm. And... And this is in the trailer. Uh, does, I, I know what you're going. I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Well, he does. He does the backflip to jump onto a moving car. He's running forward. The car is moving forward. Oh, okay. Why would you do a backflip? Because it looks cool. Because it's it would awesome. Look just as cool if he did a forward <laughs> flip, and it would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> there was Actually, no, why would you flip backward? If the car was behind you or standing still, yes. But you're both moving forward now. I recognize he is super strong and super agile. And so the concept of wasted momentum doesn't necessarily apply if you have all <laughs> the strength and agility you need to do whatever you want to do. But I just, it, I'm like, why are you flipping backwards? <laughs> You're running forwards. And then you there, flip backwards. There were, there were a few shots in that scene that I, I kind of, cocked my eye at because I was like uh, there's one part where he's standing on top of a speeding car and he's just standing up straight like he's uh, like he's on a Segway you know or something. <laughs> maybe he's got his closet well and he's got the vibranium adhesive shoe oh I understand <laughs> that his feet weren't going to slip off I just I'm not sure that you could just stand effortlessly oh, right. like you were just standing on a street corner while you're while you're on a speeding car going down the street like that, he's, he's just but. absorbing all of the kinetic energy. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, at, at at the end of the day, if that's your big complaint about the movie, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yes, it, it's like okay, there. there that, I thought you were going for when my the, point. That is my big complaint. <laughs> I I thought you were going for the scene where the car the car that um Okoye and oh what's the Michelle uh, no uh, Lupita. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o's character, Shuri? No, Shuri's the sister. Okay. Uh, um, anyway, they're driving, and the car gets absolutely destroyed. Oh. And, she and just she's just sitting in the driver's seat, scooting yeah. down the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, I but that it. was funny enough. I was like, all right, exactly. you can have it. <laughs> I gave it that for, for, the, for the sake of humor. I yeah, did that, think that I did love the, the idea of his suit being able to collect kinetic energy the way that it did. I don't know if that's from the comic or not, because I've never read the comic, but I, I thought that that addition to literally say whatever do, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that that was great. So, Okay, well, I I think that's going to wrap us up. Um, let me uh, let me thank Troy for being here. Yeah, thank you. And uh, And Rick, thank you for being here. My pleasure as always. Thank you. And John, as always, sir. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and as for this show, you can uh, you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict on the Android Store. We're always available at CosmicPotato.com. You can find World War G there as well, and as well as Review of Mania and Captain Game Show. Make sure wherever you find us, you leave us a good rating and a review because it helps a lot. And don't forget that uh, I said earlier in the show that you can subscribe to the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network feed. It's on It's on all those places. Uh, and anytime that any of the shows from the network 
upload a new episode, you'll be able to download it straight from that feed. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for the show and you'll you'll find it or click contact uh, on the website. Email us at mail at cosmicpotato.com and leave us a voicemail or a text message by dialing area code 205-642-8380. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. So be sure to join us then on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say, Ah, crap. Hang <laughs> 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 on, I got a thing. A more, a more accurate thing. might hear John say has never been done. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. We've been gone so long, and, you know, random shit just comes to my head, like... <laughs> <laughs> on the hour so <laughs> I, I, I should have narrowed this down let's go with yeah you can edit out all that part <laughs> you know <laughs> the the like the one benefit to uh, getting fat is that I don't have to iron my clothes as much <laughs> <laughs>